0: The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. Theme
2: Park Podcast.
0: This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. And now, podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B.,
2: The night we all love and cherish is finally here. Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike
0: Collins, and I'm here with EB, ready for a very spooky show it's a spooky show it is it's halloween this is great this is the time of year i think i mean other than say opening day like the beginning of the summer i think halloween is, is the time for the coaster and theme park enthusiast i mean this is it yeah. This is kind of like the last hurrah year of themed fun it is kind of the last hurrah because as much as i'm excited for halloween as soon as november
2: 1st passes i mean all of the regional parks unless you're in florida or california are done
0: that's it. It's You're over after ab- that. Totally done. That's right. I, and I think, I mean, most of us are going to get an extra couple of days there into November 1st and 2nd just because of when Halloween falls this year. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess we, we, we can all look forward to Christmas and then the long slog through uh, winter <laughs> until we get back around to theme park season. Old then.
2: man, winter is coming, EB. So let's get yeah. ready.
0: But that's what's fun about Coaster Radio is it goes all year round that's right that's That's right and we've got some good stuff tons of great halloween content this is this is what we've been waiting for we've been building up to it all october long lots of good stuff coming up on tonight's show
2: yeah tons of fun stuff i actually just got back from orlando you may even hear it in my voice i i did uh six days of uh fun right man like listen listen to the voice EB. i stayed up late i was covering things for coaster radio got to see a little bit of halloween horror nights got to go check out the Die Again alley stuff so we're gonna talk about all that tonight I'm going to let you know what I saw. It's going to be That's fun.
0: A, your voice is, is uh, rusty from uh, screaming too much. I know. I was screaming a lot
2: at that Halloween Horror Night, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We've also got uh, – the audience came through, E.B. We asked them last week, send us some audio from the haunts. We've got some of that to play
0: on the show tonight. Uh, uh, more than more than one. we got a few. This is going to be awesome. We're going to go not only down to Halloween Horror Nights with you and your trip report, but we've got some around-the-world haunts thanks to our listeners
2: yeah so that's going to be really great and then at the end of the show you and i are going to leave the coasterradio.com studios we are going to walk outside because i can see it right now through the window i don't know if you can see it through your studio window but man oh man coaster boy has built an amazing
0: haunt out there That's right. We will be um, going together. I'm not sure how that works, (laughs) but together we will be going um, outside the CoasterRadio.com studios to the actual real-life Coaster Boy scare maze that he has constructed for us to go through. So we'll we'll, we'll get the remote field equipment out, Mike, and we'll have to go out there, and we'll give you guys the live walkthrough at the end of today's show. I'm really excited about that, E.B., because I don't know if you looked out there before we started the
2: show, but Leonard Pickle— who was on the show last week who was, actually, <laughs> was he consulting?
0: Was he was he consulting. consulting
2: Coaster Boy actually hired him And he's out there consulting <laughs> On the maze And so we, I guess that we're going to find out What the pickle theory is And all the grid design And all that stuff But supposedly Coaster Boy Has really stepped up uh, You know his game here And is going to have a fantastic Fantastically themed maze I'm looking forward to that I hope you guys are too But
0: of course Mike We've been talking long enough Let's get
2: to our first job Now, I didn't mean for it to be this way, EB, but this is going to be a really heavy Universal Studios show this week. Cool. Good. (laughs) Sometimes we talk a lot about Disney and stuff, but this week is just going to be very heavy on Universal. Uh, First of all, in a little while, I'll tell you all about Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando, Diagon Alley at Universal Studios Florida. That's going to be fun. But this story that we're going to talk about right now is actually out at Universal Studios Hollywood. And we've got a little bit of audio that we're going to play here from uh, a news station out in L.A. But basically what has happened is that a couple of teenagers went out to Universal Hollywood to their Halloween Horror Nights. I think they went there on September 26th. Okay. And I guess during one of the shows or maybe one of the character meet and greets or something, uh, they were actually called a not-so-nice name by one of the characters. Are you serious? Yes, are you serious? Did you call me what I think you called me? And so now uh, the moms are upset about this. They've actually hired a pretty famous civil rights lawyer, Gloria oh, Allred. They, no. They've hired her. Now, they're saying that they don't want money. They just want an apology. So what I thought we would do right now, EB, is just take a listen to the I news I apologize story. that you are an idiot. <laughs> We're going to take a listen. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe we really have to take a listen to this and see who's right and who's nope. wrong. I've already rendered my verdict. You've already rendered you without even <laughs> playing the audio. Here's the audio. This is from a news station out in L.A. The ABC affiliate out there. Let's take a listen.
1: An attorney for the 13-year-old girl says Universal Studios should apologize for what the girls were called at Halloween horror nights. Part of what they describe as a horrible night was caught on camera. would assume reporter Sid Garcia is live in the Mid Wilshire area with that video and reaction from the girls and their mothers. Sid. Ellen, it was a group of three 13-year-old girls that went there that night, and they say what was said to them was inappropriate. Two of the girls and their mothers are now represented by attorney Gloria Allred. Uh-oh. And all five are asking for two things from Universal Studios.
2: Only two. I don't know what you are. I a bunch of floors.
0: Oh, not you, honey.
2: The girl. Okay, now see, uh, you, there was the audio right there. It's so muddy and muddled, you can't hear it. But the, I got it. No, I heard you that. That it? was cool. Okay. So, yeah. so is
0: it just audio or was there video too there, Mike? There's
2: video. There's like, it looks like some type of character leaning down off a stage and then pointing to the girls. And what what did she say? Like,
0: those are whores. Look at those whores over there. Is that what she was saying? I don't know about you, honey, but you guys are whores. Yeah, there you go. And then she like. So, but, but, so, was it, a, it was a lady character? It was a lady character. Yeah. So, I wow. thought it was a so dude. That, I mean, that really changes a lot. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was a lady character there and it was two thirteen year olds. So now we're gonna hear the rest of the story. But yeah, basically- now
0: wait 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 wait, let's let's real quick, since we're we got to the video part of this and we're this is an audio podcast. Yeah. What's everybody wearing? Oh in you mean the girls themselves? You can't see the girls. You can only see a close up of the uh
2: the uh, the character who was saying you're a bunch of whores. you're a bunch of and what is she wearing uh do you want to go back hang on costume let me go back and see what she's wearing here because i was i was watching let me let me let's go back and, and watch listen to what she says one more time i don't know what you are but
0: you're a bunch of whores. <laughs>
2: 13. Now, so I'm looking at, she looks like she's in some type of like maybe a vampire outfit. She's got like kind of a, a ripped black dress type thing. So she just looks, I don't know, like uh, like a vampirus type thing.
0: Okay, like a like a lame everything. Yeah. Like
2: what you'd expect. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So here, let's uh, listen to the rest of the story and uh, let's see what's going on.
1: 13-year-old Roxy Fisher shot this cell phone video. She, along with her 13-year-old friend, Kayla Beals, went to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Night, September 26th, to have some fun. But instead, they say they felt embarrassed by what one of the park's characters said.
2: I was well. mostly shocked because I didn't think that could happen. And once. I think later, I really understood like that was not okay, and it made me, like once, like, once again, very uncomfortable. And that's not what you want to feel when you go to an amusement park. It...
0: Worried me a little because there were
2: lots of people from our school there, and maybe they could have heard it and like like spread something around the school that we were those things, but we're not. The girls'
1: mothers say they called the park asking to meet with management. They say a guest relations employee told them to buy a ticket so they could come in to talk to management.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Okay, there's the part I want to stop it right there. <laughs> so, wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I want to stop it there. At that. Wait, so, what? So it, we always talk about how to manage crisis here at Coaster Radio with you when you're at Theme Park. And if there's a story like this brewing... And the mother is angry, and she wants to come talk to the manager about it. You tell her to come buy a ticket to talk to him? Seriously? I love that. That's, <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. What, what are they doing? That
2: takes some balls. Don't you mean the manager wouldn't come out, <laughs> out to the outside to talk? You'd, you'd have to buy, like, a $90 ticket to go in there to talk oh my, to him? I think that's almost the bigger controversy. Yes. I, when I heard that, that's the, you know what? When I, when I first read the story, I was like, okay, I don't even know if this is worthy
0: of a first drop segment. And then I heard that. That like, takes it. Yeah, that takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. But that's, see, but that's the headline. I mean, that's burying the lead right there. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a ticket to complain <laughs> to the manager.
2: Exactly. And then, well, here, listen to the next part. Then that this is what happened after that. You we're also informed the park was sold out that day. <laughs> so, so the manager was ducking them. <laughs> He's like, sorry, sorry, lady, it's sold out today, you can't come in today
0: Can't come in to complain
2: Yeah, okay, let's listen to the rest of this Because it's, it, I'm, I'm on the fence on this one Because I don't think that you call, first of all, you don't call any woman a whore Even in a theme park attraction There are other things you can say to, to get across a shocking message Without it being misogynistic, uh. I guess you know, I all right.
0: Play, play the rest. Okay, okay,
2: let's play the rest. Here's the rest. Three
1: and a half weeks later, the mothers and their daughters are now represented by attorney Gloria Allred. They say they're not taking any legal action. I want an apology to them, and I
0: wanted an apology to me. You know, and I and I really would like to talk to that woman as well, and just ask her what you know what was she thinking. I would like them to have a conversation with all of my clients and have a meeting
1: with them face-to-face because I think it's important for them to hear directly from these 13-year-old girls and their moms. In a statement released to Eyewitness News from Universal Studios, it says, quote, we take these issues very seriously and are looking into them. This conduct does not reflect our values or our guest communication guidelines. We are reaching out to those involved and will deal with the situation appropriately, end quote. Reporting live for the Mid Wilshire area, I'm Sid Garcia. ABC seven Eyewitness News.
2: Alright, so there's Sid Garcia reporting on the CNEB. What do you think? What do you think about this? Where do you stand?
0: I think the um going all the way back to the beginning of that whole clip, the reporter's intro to it, that it was a horrible situation. <laughs> You think they seriously were. go back to the beginning that yeah, clip that's what she says at the beginning <laughs> okay so let's 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 get this out of the way Mike okay yes. I will agree with you yes it's inappropriate yes it's wrong they should have coached their employees at the beginning look guys this sort of stuff isn't okay because let's be frank and let's be honest. The slut-shaming thing is a big deal right now. Yes, yes. Right? And 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 that is a topic that we're not going to do. We're not going to do that. Just like they're obviously going to pull certain haunts and certain mazes based on, you know, the attitudes of the day and, and the way the wind blows. So we're not going to do those haunts. We're not going to do those mazes. And these are the words we're going to lay off of you know, this right now because this is what people don't like and this is what's going to get us bad press. So go back to some of this stuff that we weren't able to do a couple of years ago because that's okay again, but don't do this part.
2: Yeah, EB, I don't think this becomes a story if the actress called uh, an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old that name or even a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old. I don't think it's a story then because I think at that age, you kind of laugh it off or you're like, okay, I'm at a you know event, an adult event or something. Uh, that's it's not a big deal. But yeah, we, exactly what you said with the whole like shaming thing. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. The, I, I'm really surprised that the actress who was on stage. Maybe she didn't know. Maybe she didn't see. Maybe the bright lights were in her face. I don't know. And she maybe thought they were older or something. But when you no, see, see the you girls know, in this I'm gonna, video, I'm they, they disagree
0: with you, Mike. I'm going to say it's not appropriate. Into in in the current climate, it's not appropriate for anybody. Yeah. It's not It's not appropriate language even even for adults because this isn't something that the corporate culture wants to put out there. This isn't the appropriate kind of content that they want to do when they have to simultaneously also, also maintain their brand as being a mainstream place. Right. Uh, I don't think the age has anything to do with it because Universal says – I mean if you go to HalloweenHorrorNights.com on the, on the Q&A, it says, what is the age recommended for this event? And they say – We strongly urge parents to reconsider visiting this event with children. They will be exposed to extremely adult material. So you have to assume, I think, the park is cool saying anybody in this park is basically an adult. Yeah, that's true. That's what I think the park needs to do. And even if everybody in the park is an adult, the kind of language isn't cool. I mean, that's – and that's just the way – that's the way it is right now. You don't – I mean, it's just like, you know what? Fifteen years ago – you could call people stupid, but now you're yeah. going to have some people coming up and tell you, don't call people stupid. Don't say retarded. Don't do that stuff anymore. And right. this is another word, you know, that's kind of added to that list of stuff you can't say anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm just surprised that the actress didn't come up with something more creative
2: because that's kind of the right. lowest right. common right. denominator right. stuff. And it just, you know, come up with something funny. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And I'm surprised well, that like ugly MFers, <laughs> 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 whatever, that would have been better. Yeah. I just, Yeah. I don't know because it's fun it's fun to go to an adult evening even if you're a kid you know just to like have a little taste of that adulthood but that's it's just ugly that's all it is and and but seriously, the part of that story that surprised me the most is that Universal didn't jump out ahead. <laughs> they didn't buy a ticket. Yeah, they said if you oh, if you want to come talk to the manager, you got to buy a ticket and come inside the gate. That's the most surprising thing because that's, in like that's P- awesome. in PR 101, you jump ahead, you jump out in front of it before it ever gets to the media or before it ever gets to Gloria Allred. You know, you don't want. You don't want her, like, jumping into things either, so. Well, no, and I'll
0: say, I, I, you know, whatever whatever they should have done, the the park and this actress and, and the language that she used, whatever the current climate is, these women that are doing this lawsuit are jerks. <laughs> you think so? They're jerks and they're dummies, and those are words that I can use, yeah, okay, <laughs> because they are really, I don't believe them. I just don't believe that they're actually offended by this. I think they're bandwagoning on this issue, that, that's going on right now with the whole you know, the feminist thing with uh, what's the rape culture, right? That's the new thing that, that, that's come up uh, lately, and, and I completely agree with all of it. I mean it's totally true, and it's totally pervasive as evidenced by this, but these women, I just don't necessarily believe them. I think this is bonkers. I think they just want attention.
2: Well, maybe attention because they're not asking for money. They're, they're saying they don't want money. They just want an apology. So right. do, you, do you think maybe they really believe in their cause and are saying, like, you know, hey, this is a, a chance I don't believe to- anybody
0: that believes in causes. <laughs> Nobody's so. motivated like that. And if they are, they're an idiot. So know. there you go. I don't I call know. call them idiots. Yeah. You know, though, it's going to
2: be—the the clamps are going to be down on the actors going forward. You know, they're going to say, here are the words you can say, here are the words you cannot say. And I'm sure that's happening at Universal Orlando, too.
0: You know, like, here's exactly what you can do. Here's exactly what you can't do. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. I think. I mean, this is what the, some of the discussion in the chat room. It's like, so you can't use a word that's not even like a legit curse word, but you can chop off heads. Yeah, right. And, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: I mean, at some parks, they're doing away with that. Like at Busch Gardens in Williamsburg, they had severed heads as part of their theming earlier this year, and then when all of the ISIS stuff started up, they got rid of those. They were like, "Yeah, we can't have severed heads." You know, even though it had nothing to do with that. Out of they sensitivity,
0: right? It's so, and that's the strange, weird thing that we just have to deal with, and we and we just have to face. Yes, you take out the severed head gag, yeah, because that's offensive all of a sudden. But you can keep the burning alive gag because nobody burned alive this year. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And next
2: year that could be a completely different that You never know. Right. And next year,
0: no more burning alive, only chopping off heads. Yeah.
2: Well, no, another one. Like, wasn't there a park recently? Maybe it was Kings Dominion or something. They had a mine. Like a mine shaft themed haunted attraction.
0: Oh, and they were saying because of the miners. Yeah. That was last year.
2: Yeah, because miners had perished within a year at a, at a mine, maybe nearby or maybe in West Virginia, and a bunch. Well, of that's right. F- it was
0: the West Virginia miners. Yeah. yeah, right.
2: Yeah, and people came forward and said, you know, well, that's you know, too soon, or maybe, or it's it's disrespectful to them. So, so that haunt, I think, Kings Dominion kept it going. I think they just said, you know, hey, it's not about that. It's it's a completely different story, but. Yeah, it's just every year you're going to have
0: something that's a little It it exactly. So people just need to relax, chill out. The parks ought to do a little bit better job and the people just need to chill out, especially these ladies. Yeah.
2: I mean, when you go to an event like this, man, that's that's what's going on. There's some nasty stuff going on, and you just got to roll with it and have some fun. So, but I agree, you can't you can't call anybody that. You can't call especially a 13-year-old girl that. You can't. Yeah. You can't. It's not it's not fun at that. It, you might be able to do it in a funny way. For, like, somebody who's older, who's in their 20s or 30s, you might be able to. It's really hard. You'd have to be, like, a very charming individual to call somebody that and get a laugh. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, why don't we move forward on to some reviews here, EB, because uh, we're going to do a whole review of Halloween Horror Nights in just a little bit. But uh, that was my main reason for heading down to Orlando. Uh, But, really, uh, another thing that I wanted to do is finally get a chance to check out Diagon Alley at Universal Studios Florida. It's like, yes, yeah, so you finally get to see it. Finally got to see it. And, and keeping in the tradition of Coaster Radio reviewing things six months after they open is what you and I can do right now, UB. So finally got to check it out. It's, it's very interesting because if you remember when I talked about uh, Hogsmeade and um, Hogwarts Castle that was at Islands of Adventure, the interesting thing about that is how small Everything was they really built it to the size that J.K. Rowling wanted as if you really were in the books. And uh, I'm here to tell you that even though there is more space here and there are more uh, shops and more stores and things like that, it still is very difficult to navigate, especially on an extremely crowded day like the day that I was there.
0: Okay, so were you shoulder to shoulder? Were you shoving through the crowds? It was almost shoulder to shoulder at certain
2: points. And, and what was happening is people were stopping to take photos, especially in front of the fire-breathing dragon that's on top right. of Bring God's Bank. Um, people stopping. Like, one of the things that was the hardest thing to, for me to deal with is that there were all of these kids running around with those $40 interactive wands. And they're stopping in front of like store windows and they're stopping in the middle of the streets, wherever there oh, was. So,
0: everywhere there's a thing to
2: activate with your wand, yes. a little roadblock. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what was happening. And there <laughs> were big lines of kids wanting to do that and stuff. They were selling hundreds of wands. I was amazed, and I was just like counting the money going out the door, you know, like we're
0: like oh, there's so, 40. So there's let me 40. ask you this because I was yeah. thinking about this with these wands. So I walk up to a thing, right, and I like wave the magic wand, and the thing in the window does, like does a goofy thing, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Right. That's that's, that's the wand. That's so. What it does is. my wand actually do something in my hand? Or does just by the virtue of my putting it near it like RFID, it does something?
2: It does it if you do a certain swish and flick with it. And if you look down on the ground, they have these markers that actually have the direction that you're supposed to move your wand.
0: Okay, and- so the reason – so that's what, that's what I'm getting at is if m- one kid buys a wand for 40 bucks, why not just stand behind him? And then you get the same experience, and you don't spend forty bucks. Or is it really that much fun to write the letter J in front of the joke shop?
2: I was there, EB, uh, with some friends, and we were all talking about: do we all chip in and buy wand wand? And somebody said exactly that. Why don't we just follow a kid around and watch him do it, and we'd see the exact same thing. So You
0: get to see all the all the effects, yeah. all, of this, all of the stuff. You just don't get to actually make the shape in the air with your piece of plastic right. yourself. You know what I was surprised at, though, is that I thought
2: you could just, like, wave your wand in front of the window and it would go. But you really do have to do the motion that they tell you and because there were people standing there doing it ten times trying to get the thing to work. And, you know, finally the window would come alive on the 10th try, so... I thought, oh, interesting.
0: I'm not, yeah, is that like a, a reconnect? They got hidden up in the Basically, <laughs> that's what it looked like
2: to me. That they were basically, it's just a... Was
0: it magical, Michael? I mean, let me ask you that. I mean, we, we, we compare Disney to everything all the time and say the Disney magic. Was there magic in this magical place? Did those windows come alive or were they dumb?
2: There were some neat things. Like some of the windows were kind of dumb. Like uh, you could make a Quidditch ball float into the air and then come back down. There was one really neat one where you could make all of these candles um, that were in a shop. All come alive and they were like above so there were like, you know, dozens of candles that lit up when you waved your wand. That was cool. There was another one where you could make it rain in a certain section. I like that. Um, my favorite area of the whole Diagon Alley was when you could go into the dark wizard area. I guess where Borgen and Burks was, where the dark wizard shop, because that was indoors and they had sort of a a night sky above you. So it was very creepy and dark in there. And there were places that you could get lost, like back alleys and things. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I I was impressed. It's much bigger than the area that's at Islands of Adventure. Um, One of the very neat things, we've talked about this for a couple of years on the show, is how – they, they they pulled off something pretty amazing that you have to buy a two-park ticket to enjoy the Hogwarts Express. If you wanted to ride from Hogsmeade at Islands of Adventure to Diagon Alley in the London area of Universal Studios, Florida, you're basically going to a different park. Right. And that—EB, right. I, I was impressed by the, the ride on the Hogwarts Express, like what they were able to do. Um, it was really neat because you actually sat down in a compartment— Just with five other people. So there were just Mm -hmm. six of you in there. Um, Maybe eight. Maybe it was, you know, so you could get that many. But uh, they shut the doors, and as you look out the window, you actually see, you know, the brick as you begin. You know, you're in the station. And then as it pulls out, and as the train is actually moving from Islands of Adventure to... Universal Studios Florida, it's like a perfect motion, like you're actually seeing the train speed up, you're seeing the um through the, you know, window there, you're actually seeing Hagrid waving goodbye as you move into the countryside and then slowly move into London. But then my favorite part is when you turn around, they have frosted glass on the doors. Right you know, back into the hallway yes. outside your compartment. I've seen this video. This is yeah. really cool. And it's really great because you actually hear Harry and Ron and Hermione talking the up silo- there. The
0: silhouettes go by, yes. right? Yes, and
2: you see their silhouettes, and they stop, and they're talking in front of your uh, window. Some dementors go by at one point. Uh, the candy trolley goes by. So you really feel like, okay, this is what it's like. This is what it's like to be in the books or in the movies riding the Hogwarts Express. Very now nice. how magical was that experience? Was that as real as it looks when I watched the videos? That was my favorite part of the entire uh Harry Potter world. I thought really? that was I thought that was like the the greatest thing and it felt the most magical because you were in a tight compartment with just a few people. You weren't there with
0: hundreds of people. And I thought that right. was really cool. So you really could kind of uh Suspend your own disbelief. Yes, that you weren't in the park anymore because you didn't have those distractions. But the screens worked well enough for you that it felt it felt good enough. Yeah, yeah, and you did feel the motion, you know, like right you because were there moving. is a physical movement there yeah. that's happening.
2: Yeah, so I thought that was great. Um, and just a, a, and it really felt neat because like I, I was telling the people I was with, I was like, "This isn't a simulator. We're actually moving to the other park right now. When we leave this train, we're going to be in a completely different park." Right, and then The
0: Ride Back was a different show.
2: Yeah, it's a completely different show, uh, you know, and and that part you're going from London back to Hogsmeade. So, um, you know, it's basically the show in reverse just with different things that you see. So, um, yeah, man, I liked it. I thought it was really, really pretty cool.
0: And a question here in the chat room, Mike, live.coastradio.com live.coasterradio.com Tuesday night. Uh, can you see the, p- the train from the rest of the park? Like, are there places where you can see the train traveling? No, because the train goes backstage, so you
2: cannot it's see it. It's entirely backstage. It's entirely backstage. The only time that you see the train is when it pulls into the station and you board. And right. then when you exit the train, the station is in the 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 other station so uh, or the train is in the other station so and, that's, and that's what does it gonna... look
0: like from the outside
2: with these great big old plasma screens bolted to it it, it basically <laughs> looks like just dark windows so you can't okay. see into but it it's done perfectly like it's and the windows itself I, when I was looking out it I was really kind of amazed I was like that really looks real it looks like I'm looking at a wall or once we got into the countryside it really did look nice in 3D so. Yeah, I thought it was really great. I was really awesome. impressed. That was the thing that I was most impressed with, and maybe
0: it was because it's the thing you hear the least about, right? Know, like, right, because I think it's it's not a thrill ride, and it's not the big stuff. Um, and it is, I think, something that you can't really contain to one park when you're when you're talking about stuff. Yeah, it's the thing that you know costs double essentially. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And what was neat is when um, I'll tell you talk to you about this in the
2: second break, but when we were on the Halloween Horror Nights tour. Uh, I I did the Prince Mike Collins thing and actually went on the VIP tour, and I'll tell you why, and I'll explain about that. But they took you backstage to get into a lot of the houses, and I saw the Hogwarts track, and I actually saw the train go by. It was oh, up neat. on the thing, so so yeah, you can see it when you're backstage, but all it's it's going past. You'd never know this when you're in the train because you can't see it. But you're going past like garbage cans and all this stuff.
0: It's just of course you're in the backstage like
2: industrial area, and and it's That's really great, great how they did that. So
0: so so you like hug the Hogwarts Express even more than Escape from Gringotts. You wrote that one too. I okay, and he, you did
2: not get stuck. No, I did not get stuck. I rode the whole <laughs> way through. And here's the problem. Okay, so. Um, that you can do the Prince Mike Collins thing on every other ride at Universal and jump to the front of the line except for all of the Harry Potter rides. They have no way for you to jump to the front of the line for any of the Harry Potter things. None of them. None of them. None of them. And so okay. I was actually staying on site at uh, Universal uh, so I could take advantage of the Universal Express and jump to the front of the line on all the other things. And and I'll explain why because I'm I'm not Prince Mike Collins all the time. That's a joke on the show, but I'll explain in the second break why I wanted to do that because I know that – We'll get some laughs and stuff. But so anyway, but that Universal Express jump to the front of the line does not work on any of the Harry Potter rides. You should have called your old boy Hagrid. He would have hooked you up. (laughs) That's what I was hoping. But for some reason, he wasn't there. I went to his hut to see what he could do. Didn't work, though. But (laughs) So anyway, Escape from Gringotts had a wait every day that I was there from at least 45 minutes. All the way up to 90 to 100 minutes, I think, is where it was e, okay. the whole time. Yeah,
0: 100's a lot. Yeah. is not bad?
2: No, not bad. And so every time I got there and it was 45, I was like, I don't want to wait 45 minutes for this. I, w- I want to see if it'll drop down. Oh, it uh, nev- it's like playing The prices Right. Exactly. You're trying to
0: get it to go lower. <laughs>
2: yep. It never got lower, EB. So finally, I on the last day that I was there, it was at a 75-minute wait And I was like, you know what? I got to bite the bullet. I got to do it. That's right. Don't be a gambling man. You got to do it. Got to do it. So I jumped in that line. And then, you know, I was really sad because it takes you out in the back and all the switchbacks and you're just switching back and forth. I'm like, oh no, this is going to be horrible. But that line kept moving and it was going fast. And before I knew it, I was out of those switchbacks and into the Gringotts Bank where you actually go buy all of the goblins and they're there. So in, in the
0: switchbacks, there's nothing.
2: There's nothing. It's just – I mean, there's a little bit of theming on the wall, but basically you're in the back of the show building, and there's uh. nothing for you to see. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty boring at that point. But once you get out of that area and you go into the queue, man, then it's just so much for you to see. Like you actually are enjoying being in the queue because you walk into that big Gringotts Hall just like you're in the movies with all of the
0: uh, goblins who are doing their work. The animatronics and yes. all. So, so how? what percentage of the, ro- of, the, of the line is in the bank? I would say at least— Like, from, if, what would the weight be
2: if I only wanted to do the bank weight? My, my weight was not 75 minutes. I'd say it was like 35. I think oh, that, wow. I think that was wrong because I timed it. I was, we were in there in 35. And I would say, at least for me, 80% of the weight was inside with things for you to see. Okay, so half an hour, I'm going to have a good time yes. waiting in line. Yeah, so that's what I thought. And, I, and it was great when you go in and you see all those animatronics and you're so close to them. And those goblins are looking up at you and then they're looking back down and doing their work. It's all pretty impressive. That's cool. Know? So that was neat. So you go through there, and then you go through another hallway. There's lots of stuff for you to see, uh, moving newspapers with the pictures that are moving and stuff, lots of that type thing. Uh, and then they take you down into the old, like, hydrolator type thing where you actually get into an elevator, and they drop you nine miles down into the vaults of Gringotts. So right. that was a very cool thing. Uh, and then you get on this ride, and I, I was impressed by it. I was really impressed. It's, it's part roller coaster and part very similar to Spider-Man. It felt similar to Spider-Man to me, where you're in, the roller coaster cars actually had a little bit of simulator in them, and you had these big gigantic screens uh, that you were moving from you know, screen to screen to screen that would tell the story, uh, where basically, well, and it was neat what they always said, uh, that um, the storyline essentially is you are seeing what happened when Harry, Ron, and Hermione went down to get uh, the Horcrux out of Bellatrix Lestrange's vault.
0: Right. It's not like a sequel. No. Or its own original story at all. It's a, b- a part of the movie itself.
2: Yes. yes. And you're basically seeing it from a different angle. You're happening to be there while that's going on. You're just seeing it from a different side. So you right. actually see them doing all the stuff um and you know you're but you're having your own adventure because the dragon is chasing you at one point um Voldemort shows up and like threatens you he wants to know where Harry Potter is my my biggest problem with the ride because it was amazing and it was really cool like the part where you dip down and you're doing the roller coaster part but my biggest problem with this ride is my biggest problem with universal rides in general is hmm. that you're looking at screens the whole time you're not really looking at a lot of real sets Like, everything is just, you know, being done with big, gigantic screens, big IMAX screens and stuff. Okay. And once you do that on, like, two or three rides, you're kind of done with it. You're like, okay, I've seen this. I've already seen this. You're just putting a new ride in front of me. Like, I I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man the ride. It's so great. But then when you go over and ride Transformers, it's the exact same thing. You're like, wait, I've already kind of done this just with a different... It's the characters. same
0: experience. It would be yeah. like putting in, you know, a bunch of B&M roller coasters. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I, I understand that it has different elements and it's painted a different color and has a different name. But it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I, I, can, I can get that. And you know what? I was with my friends and
2: I was sitting there and I was thinking this in my head. And whenever I'm with people who aren't like – like if I'm with you, I would have said it right away. But I'm just keeping it to myself and just kind of thinking about it. And one of my friends turns to me and she says, you know what? This park has nothing but screens. We're just looking at movie screens all day. That's all this park is. Well, it's a movie park. I mean, you yeah. got to give them that. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, just – it was funny that for people who don't follow this type of Recon- thing
0: – Yeah, recognize that, you know what? These All, all these rides do have something in- – well, it's yeah. not like Jaws. You right. know, it's not – we're not going through practical stuff here. That's the, That's what the – I guess that's the future. I yeah. mean would you, would you rather go, go through and see a bunch of animatronics that weren't really working that well and then like you see the gas shoot the fire, you know, and it's just a big puff of smoke and all that stuff? Well, that's the thing that I like about Harry Potter and the
2: Forbidden Journey is that even though there are a lot of screen sections, there are, there are more – It's a mix. There, it's a better mix of real-life stuff that you're seeing and in the Harry Potter ride there's a whole section where there actually is a real dragon that blows smoke at you and uh d- real dementors that are like dipping down and almost grabbing you and stuff so if you ask me i like that ride a little bit better i like forbidden journey just a little bit better because it doesn't rely on the screens as much hmm okay okay and that's why like I, I i love Universal. i love like the ride like uh, Jurassic Park over at Islands of Adventure that ride the yeah, river adventure yeah. because there aren't screens and you're actually seeing real things uh, and they're really using fog and lighting and stuff. So I, I don't know. I'm just a, a bigger fan of those than just you know sitting and watching a 3D movie.
0: Well, I think like the other Harry Potter, the the Forbidden Journey, the, the screens do have a place and they can be used well. Look at Spider Man, but there's no reason to have too much screens. Because I'm sure as you were going through that, and once you started thinking that thought, you probably were thinking to yourself, you know, that part that was on the screen right there, that could have been practical. Yeah. You know, when we turned that corner, why didn't they have that be there, and it could have been real? You're absolutely right. That That
2: was a big, you could have actually had a big animatronic dragon. It would have cost more, it probably would have broken down more, it's probably less expensive to have a big screen there and do that type of stuff. But, yeah, you know, I just like that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I think so. I think there's a big difference between yeah. the real and the screen, especially when you start to figure it out. That's why I was asking so much about the Hogwarts Express. You know, how bad was it watching screens of trees go by when you know it, it could have put
2: trees out there? Yeah, yeah. For me, the, the part I liked even more than those screens was turning around and seeing the shadows on the wall. Uh even mm. that you could see through the uh, the opaque uh, windows there. I thought that was cool. Right. Yeah. So right. That, that was one of my favorites. So cool. Um, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about Diagon Alley and Escape from Gringotts uh, more over the next, you know, the the rest of the season as we compare it to other things. So, uh, but we really do want to get into some of our Halloween stuff here, and I'll talk about Halloween Horror Nights after the break. But like we said, EB, a lot of people have. Sent in some audio from scare mazes across the world. And it really is worldwide. In fact, we're going to go right now to England where there is a pretty good scare maze sent in by our friend Matt from Yorkshire. And he does a little bit of intro of it right now. On a dark,
0: rainy night in Yorkshire. This is Matt from Yorkshire. And I'm here at the Woolly Edge October Screams event. This is um, a couple of live scare mazes. At a farm, at a Christmas tree farm, actually. The one that I'm about to play you is uh, uh, um, me going through the barn, which is uh, basically uh, a hillbilly family Uh from Yorkshire (laughs) who've uh, been held up as as prisoners in a barn. So, uh, hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome to the
0: family home. Uh-oh. Wait, does that mean they're going to do American accents?
1: So, wait, so, when you go out. Okay, you.
2: Watch
0: out for those Americans. Hey, so this is a walking one, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. Leave <laughs> <laughs> <Keep her> <laughs> That gets you going.
2: Okay. Guys, we have a guest. <laughs> 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 do you, do Would
0: you like to
2: sing a song?
1: No. So, Come on, bring just bring one, one song. Come on, Okay, creepy. Creepy people. Or people or creepy girls. A tissue. A tissue. We all fall down. Yeah, that's why scary. Why are you not falling? Or why are you singing? <laughs> I can't sing. I think you can I see the It's
0: a lot of interaction, though. Yeah, they're like talking just, talking directly to him. Yeah. Do you want me to stay? Come on, we're the nice ones. You won't want to nice go in there.
1: They won't like you, I promise. You can fit in right, right with us.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of talking to him as he
0: walks through. Hi, hi, hi. 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 Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's a lot of screaming for him. A... Wow, it sounds like they're giving him a lot of attention. Wow. All right. I don't know. So maybe that's enough of that one. <laughs> it sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? Oh, yeah.
0: That's there. There's a lot of the girls screaming. You know. Yes. You go into some of these haunts, and there's too much girl screaming. There's something about girl screaming that stops being scary. And it's like, geez, can you just dial it back a little bit? Yeah. But no, it sounded like maybe he was getting to the meat of things right there because I guess it was like the beginning. Like, don't go in there. There, oh, terrible. <laughs> So I guess the dudes were probably on the other side of the barn door That's or whatever, right. through chainsaws and pitchforks. That's right. We did learn a lot though last
2: week with uh, Leonard Pickle though about you know moving people through and maybe you gotta keep it putting- going. You yes. gotta set it up well, yeah. right? Putting your biggest scare at the front and then your second biggest right at the end. I, I, I thought about that a lot uh, this past week, being at mm. Universal. So uh, here's a little bit. I think Mike at, uh, went to Not Scary Farm. And I, there aren't a lot of scares that you can hear in this, but listen to the music. It's a pretty good soundtrack that they have going through this that he sent us. <laughs> Hey, Mike and Evie, it's Mike calling from California. I'm actually out at Not Scary Farm tonight, uh, about to go into the Dominion of the Dead Maze. Um, thought I'd give you guys some audio, so enjoy. I was most impressed with this because of the music. Listen to them. It's pretty good what they have here. And Knott's EB is, like, one of the best. I mean, they're right up there with Universal in terms of their theme park haunts. Kind of a good, like, rock
0: and roll theme there. I like yeah. that. Sounds a little bit Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Michael's
2: getting as much attention as Matt from Yorkshire was getting, though. That's a good, like, haunted theme there, I think. Yeah, but unfortunately, I think that's all that there was. Like, you just hear that music going on and on, and a couple, occasionally a scream or something like that.
0: Not a lot of screams <laughs> in that one. So the the Dominion of the Dead maybe not so scary. Yeah, at, at not scary. him. <laughs> I don't know. We've got one more here
2: at Halloween Horror Nights. I got to experience this. The one in Orlando, they have a whole scare zone based on the movie The Purge. Oh, the Purge movie where there is no law. That's right. And this whole thing about what, like, the new United States of America and the government has uh, set aside one night a year where any crime
0: is legal, including murder. Right, so the good, so so the regular folks like lock up in their houses, and then the bad guys, you know, are all running around murdering everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and they wear like creepy, creepy play masks. Yeah,
2: and the whole thing is like the really like the the message behind the movie is that the government is doing this in ter- in a way to get rid of some of the population. It's like a population control thing, right, right, so that the poor. And the homeless pretty much get murdered, and so they get, you know, wipe them out. So that's what the whole movie is really about. But they have a whole scare zone there. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, But take a listen to it because, uh, actually, we've got a call right here that really lets you hear it. Hey, Mike and EB, this is Aaron calling you from The Purge at Halloween Hard Nights in Orlando. Oh, Oh, machine gun. Definitely the best house this year has been Halloween based on the original movie with Michael Myers. Been in three times this week and each time I get scared during the scenes. Right now it's at a three hour wait, so if you want to get on it without the weights, I'd definitely go on a Wednesday. Love the show. Well that wasn't the Michael Myers one. No, that was the that was it from the purge, because as you walk through the purge scare zone, they're firing machine guns in the air, those dudes with the masks are running around with chainsaws. It's creepy. I, I don't like the guns one. That's scary. I don't like the guns in yeah. the haunted house. Yeah, they had... Actually, it wasn't even a haunted house. It was out in the big New York um, street that
0: they have there. And the oh, so this gun- is just the characters running around while I'm trying to get somewhere else.
2: That's right. Yeah, as you want to go from one haunted house to the other, you, you have to go uh, through... This park is uh, this section of the park is under the purge. Yes, exactly. And so you walk right in, and there are all these people with those masks. They've got guns. They've got uh, chainsaws. There was one guy... Um, I. Yeah, i'm not sure I'm not sure how they did it and I, and he went by so fast that i didn't see him closely, but I don't think he had legs and he was in a wheelchair and he had the mask on and he's flying around through people um It, it was very scary because you wouldn't know he was on you until he like zipped by you you know, so
0: I just thought uh, that was oh silently creeping up on his wheels yeah that 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 sounds very scary i don't like that yeah. i don't like the the when the haunts break out of their like containers. And kind of spill into the midway. It, I don't like that at all. It really was I don't was like scary. the notion of guns in the park. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It seems like we should be shying away from that, too. <laughs> i I chop some heads off, please.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to tell you all about that, E.B. Why don't we take a little bit of a break? We'll calm down from the uh, machine gun sound effects there. And when we come back, I'll tell you all about Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. And then... It will be time to have our own scare maze right here at
0: CoasterRadio.com. That's right. The curse of Coaster Boy. The scare maze at the end of the show. It's coming up right after this. This is CoasterRadio.com.
1: Are you thinking about doing some online shopping at Amazon.com sometime soon? Did you know there's an easy and free way to support Coaster Radio at the same time? Before you start your Amazon.com shopping, head to CoasterRadio.com first and click on the Amazon logo that link will take you directly to their site and then you shop like normal that's it that's all you have to do because you're listening to this message Amazon.com sends Coaster Radio a small percentage of whatever you spend you pay nothing extra if you buy a ten dollar shirt the shirt will still cost ten dollars you'd be surprised at how much this helps the show so the next time you need to shop at Amazon head to CoasterRadio.com first it's a free and easy way to support The Original Theme Park Podcast.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the Halloween episode of CoasterRadio.com, The Original Theme Park Podcast. My name is Mike Collins. I am here with EB. We're talking about a whole bunch of different things, uh, Halloween events all over the world, and we're kind of focusing on Universal a lot tonight, but I think that's okay.
0: Well, that's good, Mike. So you're giving us the big trip report, and you did Universal Studios Halloween Horror Night. So break it down. How many haunts did you go through, Mike? Uh, There are eight houses there. And two, I'm sorry, three Scare Zones,
2: and then uh, a great show, The Bill and Ted Halloween Adventure. They're they still doing that. They are still doing that. And I talk I,
0: about talk about uh, you know like really rude and somewhat <laughs> mildly racist and xenophobic yes. and completely inappropriate humor. Did those two girls go to the Bill and Ted show? Because I think they might have found a couple of things there.
2: Maybe I was I love the Bill and Ted show because it was of
0: course because it's hilarious. Yeah, they
2: were cursing. They were. Uh, they, it was funny. They had like inappropriate humor. They had girls in like bras and panties running around. They had dudes taking their shirts off. For the ladies it was, and it's like, always like up to up to up to the minute timely humor mike yes and they had lots of fun stuff in there i mean it, it was great because there was so much scary stuff all night long and this was in the middle of the night where we saw bill and ted and it was just a nice change of pace that's a everything. good breath
0: yeah that's good that's nice
2: yeah so i'll tell you and i i, I want to set this up for you guys because i've not been to halloween horror nights at universal orlando since 1995 Right. So it's been 19 years since I went. The last time I was there, I was in college. And so I have not been in all that time. Probably will not go again. For another 19, 19 another 15 years. years. You know what I'm saying? Because it just – it takes a long time to get down to Orlando. There's a lot going on in all of our lives and stuff up here. It's just hard to get down there.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you said – so there's like eight, 15 different things that you can do down there. And you said earlier to make sure that you could do it because you don't intend to go back. Yes. You did go the full Prince Collins on this.
2: I did. I had to be Prince Mike Collins for this, EB, because I was looking at Twitter – Weeks before going down there. And for instance, the, the best house that they say they have is Halloween. It's got a three-hour wait every night. Okay. Three hours. And so the park opens at 7 o'clock for you to come in. And the night that I was there, it closes at 2 a.m. So what is that? That's uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Seven hours? Seven hours. Half and, your night's gone waiting yes. for uh, the Halloween haunt. Exactly. And EB, I'm looking at people and there are people waiting in the line for it. There were people standing in that three-hour line. And so I'm, I'm guessing that they are locals, and they've got the yes. frequent fear pass. And yes. so they'll go in multiple nights, and it's not a big deal for them. Right. But for me, coming from Washington, D.C., paying for airfare, paying for a hotel, to me, it's not that much more to pay to get into Halloween Horror Nights, but then to pay for something they have there called the R.I.P. Tour. Right. Which
0: right. Which gets you into a group of about 10 other people. Right, and we talked about this uh, a couple of shows back. So you did not have 10 people of your own. No. You had to buy into a group. That's right, and it's less expensive because if I had 10 people there who wanted to
2: go on this tour, it would be $1,300 for the 10 of us. Right, for all 10. Yes, and so you get a private tour with your own guide, and you go around and do all the things. Uh, This, though, is much less expensive. I think it turned out to be... I don't know, like $110 or something like that, uh, plus admission. And then you get put into a group. There, it was a fun group, too, that we got put with, which was great. Uh, and then you get your own guide, and you get taken to each of the eight houses. Mm-hmm. You get priority seating right in the front for the Bill and Ted show. That's uh, nice. Yeah, and then you get, with all the extra time that you have, um, front-of-the-line access to all the rides that are open. Okay. So for me, I think, you know, I, I normally would not do this if I was going to Universal like five nights in a row. But since it's the one night, I had one night to see everything there. I figured it would be okay. Yes. And I let think me, so. let me say this too. I'm, I'm going to put this out there too. No coasterradio.com money was used for this trip. I want to say that, too, because the money that you guys are doing with Patreon and all that other stuff, that's for me and EB trips that we then bring to you on the show. So that's a whole totally separate thing. I just wanted to say that before we went too far. Okay. So anyway, so let's go through the houses here because one of the best things that I remembered about my trip 19 years ago was how it was like walking through movie sets, like extremely detailed, beautifully lit Uh, beautifully constructed, and uh, that tradition continues because I loved every single one of these houses, some more than others, but uh, there were some really good ones. Like I think, and this is in no particular order, I think the very best one was Halloween. Um, I know that's one of your favorite movies, EB, but basically the house took you through scene by scene of that movie. Oh, and Michael Myers is popping out every like, you know, every other scene. Um, they had this really neat thing. I don't know if it was like a motion detector on his knife or on his arm, but when he would step forward and slash at you, it would make a sound like it would make a whing, like a, a really like loud sound. So and it would happen like on cue. Oh, that's so, so funny. I wouldn't it must have had some sort of yeah, like a, a, a gyro in it or yeah, something. Yeah, but it was so great because you actually like if you know that movie well. I mean, you see the big tombstone on the bed. Uh, You see him. One scene, you actually walk into the living room of the house, and there's a girl sitting there watching TV as you're walking right by her. And she doesn't notice any of us are there. But then Michael Myers comes from behind and kills her right in front of you. It's just – it was really neat. It was really neat. Yeah, it was really great. And the best part of that, the biggest scare – uh, if you were going to Halloween Horror Nights, uh, t- turn down the volume real fast. Uh, I don't want I don't want to give this away, but EB, the biggest scare is as you are walking outside the haunt, he pops out one more time outside the haunt, like oh, hiding he gets behind One a tree. last
0: scare, in. Yes. that's nice yes. on the exit.
2: Yeah, and the guide was saying they have never ever done that, like having a scare actor outside a haunt. That's the first time they've ever done that, but they wanted to pay tribute to getting that one last scare. Uh, that they always do in the Halloween movies. Oh, so. That's fantastic. So that was great. Another one, I know that you are a big fan of aliens and predators. Sure. They had alien versus predator where you actually go onto what seemed like some type of like uh, spaceship of some kind. And they had aliens coming out of the wall. They had predators chasing you around. It was cool. Tons of fog, tons of light. Really great. now, that sounds
0: like a very effects-heavy um, house. What did it? Did it look good? It looked fantastic. It looked just like that Alien versus Predator movie. Really, um, and the, yeah. and the characters themselves—did they look like real aliens and real predators, or yeah. were they like you know high-quality Walmart costumes? No, they had the predators themselves. Each actor was
2: six-five, uh, so they really were gigantic. Uh, they had the the real suits. like I saw a couple of those guys up close and it didn't look like cheap rubber masks. It looked like the real thing. It was they so had the good. the
0: real ones. Oh, and the faces could, like, did the mouths move and everything? Yeah, the mouths
2: were moving. They were making that little clicking sound as they went through and stuff. It was really cool. And then all of the aliens were puppets that would come out of the wall, even with the little uh, teeth that would, like, come out of the mouth and stuff. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff was there. So uh, it was really cool. And there were some major scares when those predators would jump out and, like, you know, uh, chase you around. So that was pretty cool. Uh, another one. I don't know. Are you a fan of The Walking Dead?
0: Do you watch that show at all? I watch The Walking Dead, so that's the, that's the zombie that's the zombie show on AMC, and so they do they've done that before, done at Halloween Horror Nights, right? I yes. think they've done Walking Dead. Yeah,
2: I think for the past three years they have done uh, a, you know whatever the season was. So it was in season one they kind of had a recap of that. Season two, three. This was season four. I do not watch the show. I've never seen it, so it probably didn't make a big as of, of an impact on me. But there was somebody else. In the group who knew the show very well and said it was amazing, uh, it's Universal's longest haunted house ever, uh, and it had more characters in there than ever before. They, I think they had fifty actors in this one house. Wow! Uh, and it was just great, of like zombies coming out of everywhere and chasing you through. At one point, you go through uh, what looked to be like a helicopter crashing through a store. Uh, there was an actual helicopter, like coming through the store, like a full size helicopter that was Sweet. there. Uh, So that was really great. It was just it was amazing to me just how much detail was in each of these houses. Um, They had another one called Giggles and Gore uh, where um, clowns have kidnapped people. And, uh, turn them into clowns like they were cutting off body parts and piecing together clowns. Oh, I don't uh, like that. That was kind of gross. Um, they had a really, it was a fun thing. They, um, the, and the guide would tell you before you went into each one, he would say, look for this or look for that. Make sure you don't miss this detail. And one thing he said is, look when you get into the third room, there's a button that says, don't press me. And it was kind of hidden, um, and so when I went in, I was thinking like, "Oh, everybody's going to be pressing it," but nobody pressed it when we were walking by. So of course, I went and pressed it, and it shot everybody with a big stream of water.
0: <laughs> it was, it was oh, really fantastic! Funny. Oh yeah. yeah, that's great. So that's that was fun. so. So each of these, when you were going through these these, these houses, yep. was it the traditional? Um, you go through scene by scene. And you just watch something happen, then you keep walking, and every once in a while somebody might walk from room to room. But generally speaking, was it you just go from scene to scene to scene? Well, here is, – this is what I did not like about the whole Halloween
2: Horror Nights experience is basically they did what uh, I sort of called the conga line through each of these houses. Like right. you, would, you would get in a big line of people – And you would just keep walking through it like you would never they wouldn't space you out any
0: so that the scares would come, you know, for each group. They, right i've been i 've been to really crowded haunts before, and yeah. that 's kind of what ends up happening is they don 't let you go through I- in your own group so you somehow if if they do kind of space you out eventually at some point everybody bunches up it seems like yeah, and so yeah, you do like literally a conga line almost where you're walking right behind the next person, and then now you're just kind of walking dead style shuffling yeah <laughs> shuffling through, and you yeah. kind of you're halfway in a room and the scare happens you're like oh i think did that guy just jump out of the closet oh i guess now it's my turn to watch him yeah there he goes he yeah just jumped out of the closet for me
2: okay exactly like a guy will jump out and scare the person three ahead of you and then you watch them go back into their like dark hole and then you kind of look over and they're just staring at you like yeah dude i'm not going to jump out of you you know i'm here and, and right so, right so like you basically get every fourth or fifth scare and, and right. then the you, rest- e-
0: you either see it happen yeah. just in front of you, you get skipped, or you see it happen to somebody behind you. Yes. Yes. Now,
2: sometimes they were really good in that they knew that you would have seen a scare in front of you, and that would be the misdirection for somebody to jump right out at you. So they would, they would space them perfectly that way. But I'd say in most of the houses, you, would, if, you better get ready just to enjoy other people being scared because that's what you're going to see mostly.
0: Well, it from from your description of at least the costumes, the makeup and the 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 props and effects and things, yeah. it sounds like there was enough to look at to make it seem like a, a good ticket.
2: Definitely. I'm somebody who loves like great sets and stuff, so I was just enjoying seeing set after set, you know, just like they they had another one called Roanoke and yeah. it's about the mystery of a colony um, in Roanoke, Virginia, an English colony that disappeared, and nobody oh, the lost knew, colony, yeah, the lost colony. Nobody knew where sure. it went, and so some people think that they became cannibals, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so this was the telling of that story, and you really felt like, even though it was in a tent, kind of like cannibal, well,
0: we, cannibal pilgrims, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. And and remember, we were talking last week about the facades, and then it's built like sometimes they built it in a tent or in a big warehouse. Right. Um, you know, like the pickle theory and all that stuff we were talking about last week. This, to me, was so beautiful because it looked like you were outside and you were like, you know, in their um, in their huts and stuff and in their colony. It was just it was really, really cool. Really cool. And like there were some great makeup effects, too, because um, like one basically the colonists were starting to eat themselves. And so somebody <laughs> had, yeah. So this one girl had eaten her own lips, so her lips were missing. Oh, and she was no, just like, "That's
0: not." Did, did anybody explain to them that's not how cannibalism works? Yes, I know, and then <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do. It was
2: so gross. Another one, like a woman was eating her like entrails, and she was crying as she was doing it, and it was so disturbing. But it was, you know, it's just uh, great. Uh, it was great. That's
0: that's yeah. that's that's the that's the kind of scary. I like that.
2: Yeah. So I loved. I had such a great time. Uh, I I don't know. Like basically, the tour in order to get us to all eight houses basically took five hours to do, and and that's with jumping to the front of the line on each of them and not waiting. Like we actually, you know, we actually had to do that. So, but it was
0: walking around and going through. That was most of the night. Yeah,
2: and I forgot how much fun it is to like. You know, I was there with some friends, but also how much fun it is when you go through the haunted houses with like hot chicks. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to go a little lower <laughs> common denominator, but there were some really good looking girls in our group. Like, in, <laughs> like, like, I don't know, 21, 22. I liked it. It was good.
0: I'm just oh, saying. They, they, I'll grab onto your arm. Let me tell hands. you this. Oh,
2: let me tell you this. So here's what's going on. So um, uh, uh, we went to Rip Ride Rocket. That was one of the things that we got to do and jump to the front of the line on. And so we were all like pairing up. And like none of my friends wanted to go on Rip Ride Rocket. They're like, eh, no, we rode it in the day. But I'm like, hey, front of the line. I'll go. I'll go. And right so. Again. One of the girls, she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna ride with you." And so we're riding up to the top, and it's got one of those 90 degree lifts going straight up. This girl reaches over, grabs my hand as we're riding up. I'm like, "What is this? What's happening on Halloween Horror Nights?" Girl grabbing my hand. I'm holding the hand of this like hot chick riding a roller coaster. Now here's what I, I know. Now here's the embarrassing part: is I get off the roller coaster. My friends come up and they're like, do you know who you just rode a roller coaster with? That's Mike Collins from Coaster Radio. He does a podcast. And then that was <laughs> it. These guys are like making fun. And they're like, Aww. yeah, yeah, ladies, check it out. Check out who this is. He's a are celebrity. <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly but I'm i was like celebrity. I was like, oh
2: no yeah but then like any any mojo i had going was ruined at that moment when they started talking about podcasts and internet and they're like yeah he's got a microphone in his pocket he'll pull it out and he'll do an interview with <laughs> Is you that that like a microphone <laughs> in your pocket i did have a microphone in my pocket <laughs> I, I no, i did bring it because i was trying to get an interview with somebody and Halloween Horror Nights, so I brought it in case. But yeah, I'm
0: a podcaster chick. You want to talk to me about that ride experience?
2: Hey, E.B., but I did have a great joke. If I can share it with you and the rest of the audience, and this is where we're gonna get like a a year from now when we're doing the survey and people are saying like they do raunchy jokes, but I had a good joke and I thought it was funny. And it was like, you know, they sell some drinks there at Halloween Horror Nights. I was having a little bit of drink and I was smiling and happy. But anyway, when you go to Rip Ride Rocket, they don't allow you to have anything in your pockets. Uh, okay. No cell phone, no wallet, no nothing So they have these lockers that are free For 45 minutes So you, can act- you have to go put all of your stuff In the locker And so our guide was telling us that And he said, if you go up to that ride And the ride operator sees you with a bulge in your pocket You're not going to ride And so I looked over at the hot girls I said, well, ladies, that leaves me out
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Screeze <laughs>
2: <laughs> They were laughing, EB They were laughing I'll just laugh at
0: the old guy. He's he's old.
2: Just humor him. That's probably what they said when they went home. But I don't know. The way I said it, I kind of like you. I don't know. Maybe it was funnier when you had to be there. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, I thought you'd appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, there's my Halloween Horror Nights. It was fun, though. It was a good time. It's a good time, and it's very rare. It sounds you-
0: like it was a good time. I think yeah. you made the right choice to get to do the upcharge because you didn't get to do everything. I mean, that's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, if I was going to be there
2: multiple nights, I would have waited in the lines and done it like, over time and not felt bad. But sure, sure. when you've got one night, that's it. That's all you got. So I figure, why don't we do this? Why don't we close out the show and then go and experience... Coaster Boys Scare Maze. Do you want to do yeah. that? Do you want to like just finish everything up here? Because I think we wrap it up here, Mike, and then we kind of celebrate Halloween in style yes.
0: in the way that we ought to, which is to go outside and go through the the haunt that's right here.
2: Yeah, so let's do that. Um, we also want to thank all of our patrons. that's uh, something that we're doing right now and uh, having a lot of great success thanks to you guys. If you go to patreon.com slash Coaster Radio, there's a link for it at CoasterRadio.com and also on our blog. Uh, you can actually help support this show in kind of a different Different way, some way different other than Amazon. And we want to thank all of our patrons, but especially those at the $20 level Brian Cosson, Matthew from Yorkshire, who you heard on the show a little while ago, and Sam Thomas. Uh, But also, uh, we want to send a big shout out to the honorary executive producer of CoasterRadio.com, Brian Wackler. Yes, Brian. And I noticed, EB, I don't know, I was seeing a lot of like talk on Twitter and on email and stuff. Maybe some of those supporters at the $20 level and higher got a little something special for Halloween in the
0: mail this week. I did. One of the the benefits that some of those guys are getting is a a personal thank you note. And I said, you know what? I saw something silly at the store that I thought they might like, and I sent it to them, too. So there you go. It's already paying off for them. There you go. And so you guys can jump in on that, too. Um, Like I said,
2: all of the money that is sent our way through that— goes towards getting me and E.B. to a park where we can actually do a show for you. So, for instance, the Halloween Horror Nights and the VIP thing, that did not come out of Patreon money. Because EB was not there
0: It's only something that the two of us go to To create a show So, um, Well, and like we talked about I mean, this is the purpose of the Patreon money Is to make us work while we're there Because Mike was there on his own dime He wanted to experience things He didn't take the microphone out of his pocket So yeah. the Patreon dollars makes us kind of Be able to be on call for you guys You chip in a little bit, you know, month to month And we go to the park for you And we give you those reports from the parks themselves Yeah, like EB says
2: it, Actually, EB does a great job When you go to patreon.com slash radio. There's a video there where eb explains everything so I'll, I'll let that speak for itself because that is like the greatest pitch for the whole thing but uh like you said in there eb when when we go to a park using patreon money we go to work it's that's a work right. trip, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, head to CoasterRadio.com because the name of the show is also the name of the site, mm-hmm. and that is the place where you can learn everything you need to know about the show, including our Facebook and Twitter feeds, uh, our email address, our uh, voicemail line. But uh, you know what? I think he'd be – I'm going to play something next week. I think we're going to start retiring the voicemail line. And actually just move on to people recording stuff on their smartphones
0: because I think that's just is better audio quality. I think so, and I think generally speaking, if you guys are savvy enough to be listening to a podcast and going to a park, then you probably are also savvy enough to know how to you know, make an audio file and email it. Yeah. So if you, if you got the old busted flip phone or you know your grandma and you got your cricket, <laughs> you got <laughs> to get rid of that and get your phone that can email some good audio. Yeah. So is it time? Is it time to wrap up and uh, head out? Head outside? Yeah, I guess we'll just say say, happy Halloween to you guys, and hopefully we'll see you next week. All right, that was a good show, EB. Congratulations. Nice one. That was good. So yeah, we're right outside the CoasterRadio.com studios, and ooh, I see. Yeah, there there it is up ahead. There it is. I mean, it, it is
2: funny because as we were prepping the show, I heard... You know, chainsaws out there But I'm not sure if the chainsaws were to scare us Or where they were actually doing last second construction on this But this is a pretty
0: gigantic haunt Look at it This is a, this is a big haunt This is the curse of Coaster Boy Scare Maze And yeah. I guess we'll just walk right up to the front here And, and, see, and see what's going to happen Yeah, now the facade looks a little bit like an
2: amusement park It actually looks like a big
0: skyline
2: of roller coasters That's kind of interesting So I, I wonder if that is what the theme of this is going to be Like actually going into an amusement park all right, well, Here's the here's the entrance. It looks there's the loudspeaker right over the door. Oh, great. Okay, let's listen.
0: Welcome to my scare maze. You, you will now, now embark, embark on a terrifying journey specifically designed to prey upon every coaster nerd's greatest fears. Enter. All
2: right, EB. Let's go into the first room. Okay, I,
0: we're going. Wow, this room. It's, it looks like a parking lot, Mike. Wow. How is this room even in a scare maze? It's huge. It's huge. That's right. The endless parking lots. <laughs> and as you move to the front, look What's up ahead of you? Oh my god, that's terrifying. Look at the school buses. No! It's all school. The park is going to be overrun with band camps, choirs, and cheerleaders. It's a coaster nerd's greatest fear. Oh my god, this is terrifying. Quick, here's the door to the next room. Okay, it looks like we've made it inside the park now. Wow, look at the detail in this room. It looks like Cedar Point. It really does. This is so great. Wait, let's head for Millennium Force. we're under a lightning advisory. Millennium Fires will be closed for the remainder of the day.
2: <laughs> no, this is so bad. This is a
0: horrible, horrible, terrifying maze. Let's go in the next room. Oh. Mike, okay, this room, this room, it looks like... We're actually in a queue line now for, for the new B&M roller coaster. Wow, and look, there's delicious theme park treats everywhere in this room. There's cotton candy, funnel cake, mm, free soda from Holiday World. Mmm, mm, oh, is so good. Okay, let me get some. Yeah, let's go get on the ride, though. It's right over there. This is so good. Good. There's the roller That's coaster. mmm, candy. Um, mm, 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 yum. Yum. What, 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 what's happening?
2: Wait, the, oh. wait the, this food... It's so delicious, but wait, well, well, why is the train getting smaller?
0: Ha ah, ha, you have eaten so much steve bar food, you're too fat to ride.
2: Oh, but hey, wait, 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 wait! this is a B&M. Come on, EB, let's head for the big boy seat in row five.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, let's run to the back of the tr- tr- back of the train. W- w- what's happening? Mm, mm, mm. I- I'm getting heavier. Wait, 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 are the seats shrinking or are we getting larger? This is crazy. Let's get out of here. On to the next room. Oh, so glad to be out of there. Oh, what? We're in another queue line. Wow, look, look, look. Two flash passes, one for each of us. Oh, great, thank you. Yeah, we'll ride this time for sure. Let's head up the flash pass plus line. Wow, this is the real Prince Mike Collins experience now. With these flash passes, we have nothing to fear. Not so fast. You might be in the Flash Pass Plus line, but in Coaster Boy Scare Maze, all rides also have a Flash Pass Plus Plus line. Oh.
2: <laughs> Look, there's like a hundred people in that line. We're never going to get to ride.
0: Mike, I don't know if I could take any more of this Scare Maze. It's so demoralizing. Oh, it is. I think we're almost through, though. I, I
2: think where I see the light, we're probably getting close. Let's just go around this corner and see what's next. Na- Wait. Oh believe it rob alvey hey fellas it's me rob alvey just step right through this door and you'll join the elite group of bloggers and podcasters and you'll never have to be second rate again wow what an honor eeb we're finally being accepted by the coaster community this way gentlemen wow thanks rob Look, EB, everybody's here. All these bloggers, all of these podcasters. This is... Oh, what is this? You've you, you dumped a bucket of pig's blood on us. Oh. oh, EB, they're all laughing
1: at us. They don't like us at all. Eat that, Coaster Radio.
0: <laughs> you fool! You are no Coaster Boys. With your own uh, Coaster Towns, You'll never be accepted by us.
2: <laughs> oh, Coaster Boy, I just went over 182 coasters on this last trip. That's not good enough for you.
0: <laughs> let's get out of here. That was the worst yet, Mike, but I, I think I think it's finally over. Yeah,
2: but wait. It looks like we're going to get to ride on a roller coaster after all. This room looks like a loading station, and it's for a wooden roller coaster, no less. Come on, EB, let's get on.
0: Wow! I wonder what roller coaster this is anyway. Uh, there's a sign. It's coming up at the top of the lift hill. I could just make it out through all the fog. We're on Son, Son of, of Beast! beast! No! CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.